What is up everyone? Cub Cooker here. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the secret mission of Jesus Christ. Um, I love this painting of him, so I'm going to put it in the background. Um, obviously that's not what he looked like, but um, I do like it because it's kind of become the uh, synonymous, you know, old school vision of Jesus. And I think today after this podcast, we're going to have a whole new vision of uh, who he was and what he actually came for. So we're going to be reading the story of the woman at the well. And uh, if you've never heard that story, this will blow your mind. Um, Because uh, if you've never heard it, great. You can get the context that I'm going to share today and what I believe is the esoteric meaning or the hidden meaning of it doesn't mean it's a bad thing to be esoteric. It just means that uh, we see with spiritual eyes. We hear with spiritual ears. We look uh, between the lines. We look at the context and the subcontext. Um, And I believe God shows me different things. um, And he shows other people different things. So um, we're going to see what he reveals today. But um, I believe there's some really cool stuff in this. So what is up, Fox Lover? Tanya, thank you for being here. Uh, Slick Rick, thanks for joining. Uh, Ralph, what is up? How are you doing? I hope you guys are having an awesome day. So as we get into this, uh, we've been studying the Book of Enoch for a while. Um, And this is actually part of the Book of Enoch study because I'm going to talk about Enoch. We're going to be staying in Enoch for quite a while. But what I want to start revealing to us is what is going on here. Uh, A lot of people say, well, how does Enoch tie to everything? Well, I believe Enoch really has the essence of uh, what the mission of Jesus Christ was about. And I think we've really lost that because we don't include the book of Enoch. If you want to read a book that will really open your eyes, it's called Reversing Herman by Dr. Michael Heiser. It's one of my favorite books. I've read it several times. And I highly recommend it. Reversing Herman by Dr. Michael Heiser. You can find a link in my bio or profile link to that if you want to watch it. What's up, Witchy Spider Woman and Katak? Welcome, Maureen. Thanks for joining. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day. We're talking about some cool stuff today. So I hope you like it. Uh, Talking about the woman at the well and the secret mission of Jesus Christ. So... Um, What I'm going to read today will be eye-opening for a lot of you guys because it was eye-opening for me. And I literally didn't know what to do with this when I read it earlier today. And after reading it, I'm like, I've got to share this somehow. Uh, So here's an old painting I found of the woman at the well. I thought it was beautiful. I couldn't find um, anyone to cite on this painting but um, or credit for it, but I thought it was really pretty. Um... I liked how Christ is represented here with the head wrap and how the woman is represented. Um, Again, not what they would have actually looked like, but it's a little bit closer. Um, So the secret mission, I believe, and I'm just going to put this out there, because this is a wild ride God's been taking me on. Um, And you guys, if you have questions, drop them down below and I will stop and answer them. So otherwise, bear with me. Because this is going to take a lot to unpack today, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be potentially life-changing and altering for you and for me if we really, really dig into this. So, 
the woman at the well and the secret mission of Jesus Christ. Um, if we get into John 4 here, this is where it's all going to happen. So, Jesus and the Samaritan woman. When Jesus realized the Pharisees were aware, he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus who did the baptizing but his disciples. He left Judea and returned to Galilee. Now he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given his son Joseph, since Jacob's well was there. Jesus, weary from his journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. Okay, so here's some context clues that we're getting already. He is in Samaria, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given his son Joseph, and he's going to what was considered to be Jacob's well, where Jacob would have drawn water. Water in Bible times was very, very important. It also represented spiritual things. And so Jesus is about to be tying an incredible parallel. And I promise you what I'm about to tell you is not what you've heard in church. It's not what you've heard at Sunday school. And it's not what you've heard in any Bible study before. What I'm about to share is mind-blowing and possibly shocking and might be hard to accept at first. But the more you start looking into this, the weirder it gets and the more clues there are. So, um, if it's not biblical, uh, this is all biblical, what I'm, what I'm sharing with you. So, um, is it not biblical? Yes, what I'm about to share with you is biblical. Um, and it all ties together, but you do have to look for it. This is, it's one of those hidden in plain sight things you have to look at context clues through history, through cultures, um, and through some really interesting ideas that I'm about to unpack here. So, sorry my toddler keeps typing. No worries. Uh, no worries. Um, so, okay, getting back into this. Now he had to pass through Samaria. He came to the town of Samaria uh, called Sakar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given his son Joseph. So, again, context clues. Jacob being tied to the old law, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, all of this tying together. So since Jacob's well was there, again, the water representing spiritual flow, spiritual power, spiritual enlightenment. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. Okay, so he's asking the Samaritan woman to give him a drink. She says to him, you are a Jew, said the woman, so uh, how can you ask me for a drink? I am a Samaritan woman, for Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift, God, the gift of God, so here's what Jesus says, if you knew the gift of God and who is asking you for a drink, you would have answered him and he would have given you living water. Now, I'm going to stop right there because right there, every Sunday school class in the world, every pulpit, every Bible study is going to tell you that Jesus is saying, you know, okay, he's the living water and he's the one that's going to pour out. And that's great. And I'm not refuting that, but I do think this goes deeper into a part of our cosmic theologies that we just don't want to admit anymore. And I'm about to share that, so... He says, uh, and, he, and he, I will give you living water, is what he's saying to her. Like, hey, if you just ask me so. 
the moment humanity sees everybody's problems as their own and acts uh and acts no more problems shall be due amen thank you james for the comment i appreciate that so if you knew the gift the gift of god so he's not even necessarily referring to himself as the gift of god there he's just saying if you knew the gift of god and who is asking you for a drink then he's referring to himself there then you would have asked him and he would have given you living water sir the woman replied you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep so there we go right there think about this well being the old law the old well of jacob the old well from abraham isaac and jacob so and she's like uh, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep and who does i don't have anything to draw with and that well is deep you don't have anything to draw with and that well is deep so she's already saying right there again this esoteric understanding of this the well is deep where then will you get this living water are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Why is that important? Think back. If I can find it here, I had another tab open. Think back to the sacrifice that Jacob gave. Jacob gave sacrifices, he had cattle. The cattle are on this land. They're drinking from the well too. Even the sacrifice that's supposed to go to God is drinking from this well. And I think there's a hidden meaning here on the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Christ revealing who that God is and who Christ really is. And I think he's revealing that they are not one and the same. And this is where I understand this and this is where... I might lose half of you on this live stream. I might lose half of you on this podcast. But those that stay on my channel will start to have an understanding of these biblical and world and science fiction ideologies that you've never had before. Because what, what God is revealing through me is, is mind-blowing. And I've, I've got to start owning that. I've got to be comfortable with that. It's really uncomfortable. I've been really shied from it for a while I've had so many people tell me, oh, you're, you're dealing in new age, you're dealing in esoteric, you're dealing in blah, blah, blah. And I'm not. I'm not telling anyone to worship crystals. I'm not telling anyone. In fact, I'm telling everyone the opposite. I'm telling everyone who Christ really is. So, uh, What's up, Derek? How are you doing, brother? I hope you're having a beautiful night. Um, I love your stuff, too. You, you've helped spark this whole thing in me. Um, and so, anyway, uh, but I think he is talking about that well like the the cattle that drink from that well think about i talk about the secret of skinwalker ranch on history channel and the cattle that are mutilated there and the sacrifice it looks like they've been sacrificed then think about sacrifices in the old testament think about the god yahweh requiring sacrifices he was a god that would come down in fire and smoke so uh jeremy how are you what's up man i hope you're having a beautiful night so he would come down in fire and smoke on the mountain. And I just talked today, and I have to share this on the podcast right now and on the live here. I just talked about, this is Baal. 
uh, one of the gods, this is uh, I think found in Samaria, one of the gods uh, that would you know come down and want to be worshipped. And uh, in the Old Testament, you hear a lot about Yahweh speaking out against Baal. Um, and so you literally have like this war of the gods going on. So this is a mountain in Australia. Um, and I think it's Mount Yagan. I think that's how you say it. Um, but this is where their God came down. And here is their God. Uh, Bamai, I believe is his name. I'm not great with pronouncing all of this, so forgive me. But you can look this up on Wikipedia or anywhere. And you can look at uh, Bamai, I believe is his name. B-A-I-E-B-A-I-A-M-E is how you spell it. B-A-I-A-M-E. Ba-A-M-E. And so he was a creator God that created the rivers and the lakes and the trees and all of the, uh, everything, you know, in, uh, with the Aboriginal people believed. And so he's very alien looking. Okay. Well, he came down on this mountain and they say that on this mountain that he scorched the land, that there was fire and smoke. Okay. And that he delivered the law. Okay. And here's a painting of Moses going up to Mount Sinai to meet with Yahweh who came down in fire and smoke and delivered the law. And even to this day, Mount Sinai is charred on top and blackened and they don't know why. Um, absolutely amazing, guys. And we have to take these context clues um, and kind of bring them together. Sorry, there's a dog across the street that's playing with another dog and yipping. That sounds awful, but... It's a little dog, so he's okay. He's just playing with another dog. Um, okay, so here's where it gets crazy. So we've got the cattle of... Wow, that is a really loud dog. Um, so we've got the cattle of Jacob here. Sorry, I had to go check and make sure the dog was actually okay. He is okay. The owner was just trying to get him back on the leash. So, um, So we've got the cattle of Jacob here. And you have the well of Jacob, the well representing the spiritual life, okay? So the cattle drank from that well, just like Jacob did. Now we have the woman at the well with Jesus, okay? Again, just start thinking and tying all of this stuff together, guys, because think about the Old Testament sacrifices and the Yahweh, the angry God of the Old Testament, and how everybody says, well, that's not the God of Jesus. Well, even even the church will tell you now, well, yeah, it's it's weird, and, and God changed who he was, and he can do that. And, well, he doesn't really change, but, you know, his character changed. And because of Christ, you know, his character changed and his attitude towards his people. And I think all of that is just junk, guys. I think that Christ came to tell us that there is a one true God, that there is one most high he said, my father is in spirit, and you must worship him in spirit and truth. And uh, he didn't talk about sacrificing. Now, he did sacrifice himself. And I don't believe he sacrificed himself to his God, to his father, so that he could save us from the wrath of his father. I believe that he saved us from the gods, from as a ransom from the gods like Yahweh and Baal and all these other gods, and I don't believe that Christ was talking about them. And I believe that's why he was so cryptic, and he never talked about the name of that Israelite God, but rather El Elyon, God Most High, my Father. 
he talked about the kingdom is, of God is within. He said, look, if you look and see it in the cloud, it is not in the clouds, for the kingdom is within you. There's the train. There's the trumpet. Blow the trumpet, Gabriel. Uh, Jay says, you understand that Yahweh is Jesus Christ, right? Jay, that is not correct. I do not believe that is correct. If you look at the context clues in the Bible, sorry about the train there. Uh, cattle including the red heifer. Yeah, I know. That, that was just a, a cattle picture I found. So, uh, The Mosaic sacrificial system was to point the Israelites to the Messiah and what Jesus would do. Absolutely. Absolutely it was. However... And I believe that God used that. I believe that El Elyon used that and that El Elyon is the father of Jesus Christ, um, not Yahweh. Now, that is, again, that is, and this is where you may turn around. You may go, this guy's a heretic. Don't listen to him. And that's okay, guys, because I'm here for everyone. I don't care what walk of life you are, what religion, what faith, what orientation. I'm just here to explore and look at what does the text say what are the context clues, and how can we put all of this together? Um, so, okay, let me continue reading, because this is where it gets interesting, too. So, if you knew the gift of God and who is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would give you living water. Sir, the woman replied, you have nothing to draw water from the well, and it is deep. Where will you get this living water? Are you greater than Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it and his sons and his livestock? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. So everyone that drinks water from the well of Jacob, from the well of Jacob, from this well, everyone that drinks that water will be thirsty again. And why would they be thirsty again? If the cattle that were used for sacrifice, if Jacob drank from it, the father of the faith, the, the one of the, the line that the law came through, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then you have Moses. But whoever drinks of this water will not be thirsty again. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a fount of water, springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not get thirsty and have to keep coming to draw water. Jesus told her, Go, call your husband and come back. So he's including her husband. He's including her house. Um, and then she says, I have no husband, the woman replied. Jesus said to her, You are correct to say that you have no husband. This is important here, okay? In fact, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. You have spoken truthfully. Okay, so this ties into when he said, you must worship my father in spirit and in truth. So again, we're, we're, we're not dealing with these old laws, and we're not dealing with these old gods that literally landed down on this earth, I believe. And you guys don't have to believe me. That's okay. This is probably one of my weirder live streams because it's what I really am experiencing. And if you're not ready for it, that's okay. And it's nothing against you. Like, I totally love you. I totally hope you come back. I totally hope you don't think I'm crazy. But I think, uh, I think that we have to talk about this stuff. You know, the fire on the mountain. This has happened in so many other cultures. 
Uh, I'm in too weird. Yes, Jeff, you, you've entered weird talk here, especially on tonight's live stream. I just had to share this. When God shares stuff with us, we've got to uh, we've got to get out there. Apple Man says, "Can you uh, let's see?" Oh yeah, I'm not going to answer those. Those are goofy questions, Apple Man. Uh, I don't answer goofy questions on here. Sorry. He's asking if uh, why are there pictures of questions on here? Sorry. He's asking if uh, why are there pictures of Jesus on Google? If uh, we're not supposed to make an image of him, and I, I don't know. That's not what my channel's about. So anyway, yeah, carry on. Thank you. I will carry on. Um, I think indeed you're onto a huge revelation, but I think you need to have uh, it more fully thought through. Marilyn, thank you, but I can't, I don't have time, guys. I could die tomorrow. I don't know. I've got to get this info out there because you guys might have the second piece of this revelation. God uses his whole church. We're, we are the church of Jesus Christ, and we have to come together with this revelation. I've learned so much from you guys. I've learned so much from Derek on here. I've learned so much from Tyler on here. I've learned so much from Sons of God Ministries on here. I have learned so much from all of you guys, and everybody has a piece of it. You know, if, we, if one person had all of it at once, they would just have a complete meltdown. Uh, may, may not even survive it. This stuff wears me out so much. When I get it and it's coming to me, um, it wears me out, and I need rest. Like even today, I had to rest all morning. And I just couldn't pour any more out. And then I made videos this afternoon, and then I'm doing this. Um, and so it's very, very difficult. It's hard on me, guys, and I need your prayers. I need your service. I need your support. Um, and those of you that believe in what I'm doing, thank you. Those that don't, keep coming back because it will get more clear as time goes on. So, but I do have to, um, I do have to continue sharing. So, um, imagine call questions goofy when they are about what your Bible says. Apple Man, what's up, Apple Man? Um, pretty sure I know who Apple Man is. Apple Man gets on here a lot to mess with me, but. Apple man, I love you just the same. So I'll always pray for you. June says, thank you so much. Um, Apple man is all the same, man. There's all, there's only one Apple man on here. Uh, and that Apple man has many spirits that he, uh, he manifests in this system to try to try to mess with me on here. And that's okay. That's okay. Cause Apple man needs this message too. So, um, I agree, but you are also speaking to babes in Christ. That's why I said turn around from this video. If you're uncomfortable with it, turn around. Go find another one. Don't watch this one. This is not for the little ones. This is for the ones that are ready for more. I'm equipping saints, not raising lambs tonight. Now, I do raise lambs some other nights, but I'm equipping saints tonight. So you guys hear what I'm saying. So... Uh, what uh, do you say Jesus was or is a demigod? No, I believe Jesus was the fullness of El Elyon. I believe he was the Logos of God incarnate, the Word of God. I believe he was sacrificed so that the absolute truth and love of God would be slain so that we could raise to new life and we could live in that truth and spirit and we can worship the Most High in truth and spirit, not through the law, not through the sacrifices, not through the old well or the old prophets. And if you look at what he came to do, that is exactly what he came to do. And there's a lot of this stuff where people try to connect and say, oh, he was from this bloodline or that. I'm not really into that. I don't know. I don't have any way to prove that. I just am sharing what's jumping off the page at me. So, 
Um, anyway, and, and all glory to God with this. Like, I, I'm not here to lead anyone astray. I'm not here to even try to entertain, especially tonight. There's, there's nights where I get on here and I, I try to have a nice live stream and we have a good conversation and we all go home happy. This is, a, this is one of those nights where it might affect the rest of your week or month or year or maybe even change your life where you start looking into this and understanding what is really going on in your Bible and in these texts. So, uh, Lord is in all caps in the Old Testament is Yahweh. Absolutely, Lord and God are different. And if you read Job, you have the Lord, Yahweh, talking with God, Elohim, Elohim, the Elohim, the truth of Elohim, the Most High, El Elyon, and Satan. So you have literally three different characters talking over Job. Um, and that is not just a grammatical thing. You can look, and that, that pattern is repeated all through the Bible. So God is there. The Word is there. The Logos is there. Christ is there from the beginning. Uh, yet we have somehow misconstrued, I believe, all of these old gods who can physically manifest. Physically manifest. Christ was the first fullness of God on the earth in the flesh. Yet we have these other angelic beings, and if you go and read Enoch, you see that the angels, the sons of God, the gods came down, and they created their own races and their own lineages, and that was against the Father Most High's plan. And uh, Enoch was a mediator back between the angels and God because he was a righteous man who feared God Most High, who feared God Most High, just like Job. Um, and so you got to look at that line of people and that's where christ is born out of so appleman says delusional hey i've been called been called worse we all have right so anyway thanks for being here uh, have a good night um let's see uh, i did the same in 1980 when i got a hard revelation god uh dictated directly that i finally wrote awesome good for you Marilyn. um and god is doing that he's pouring his spirit out through us now and we have to be true to that and that's why I have to stand up here and talk or sit down here and talk and actually have these conversations. They don't have to be perfectly formulated. Guys, I can't write a book every time I bring something to you. I'm bringing it to you and you do with it what you will. I have to speak it to work it out. And I can sit here all day with the ideas in my head and at a certain point I've got to get it out there and share it. I'm not saying it's absolute truth. I'm just saying look at look at the connections and then go watch shows like ancient aliens and see where and again this is where i'll lose more people but see where things like mount sinai connects to this mountain in uh, australia and connects to other mountains all around the world where the gods come down and you see this creator god the aboriginal creator god and then the other night i shared uh yahweh the coin that had Yahweh on it. And then we talk about Enoch with Enoch's angels and all the weird things he saw. And if you haven't read Book of Enoch, go check it out. It is on my website. Uh, you can get the books of Enoch that I'm reading from for our study. It's, it's absolutely fantastic, and it will, it will help you understand a lot of what I'm talking about. Um, and then if you read Dr. Michael Heiser's book, Reversing Herman, that ties a whole other thread together. But all of this, we're dealing with the old law, the old sacrifice, uh, the fact that humanity in the flesh 
had to be governed by a law, but we can return in spirit to the Most High Creator even now that the kingdom of God is within us. And there's two different things talked about in the New and the Old Testament. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven can be touched and felt and seen coming in the clouds. The kingdom of God is within. It is already within us. And that we have to understand that these are two different things. And Christ came talking about these two different things. So, What does God get out of a relationship with mankind? Something he created and knows the destiny of. So you think of us as little batteries, little energy pods that are pieces of God. We are one with the Father and he is one with us. And I think that's why Christ said that to prove and show that we're all connected to the Father, that we are all one. And I really believe that. That's not just a nice thing for me to say, but I believe that that's what he meant by that and that we can return to the Father because we're all part of that energy source, that source. Uh, People call it source of the universe. And then you have these things, these things that want to harness that energy that want to use it so that they can continue their fall, uh, which I believe is a fall, which they've become gods. They were called the angels. They were called the heavenly host. And then they end up being worshipped as gods. So this extraterrestrial here, this is where I'm going to lose a lot of you guys. And that's okay because I'm not, this channel isn't for, uh, for the faint of heart. This is some weird stuff. Uh, this is spirituality, this is faith, this is science fiction, this is everything looking at what is happening. So, self-created batteries, there you go. Yeah, and so that we're, we're for his good pleasure. You know, I believe in the garden we were beings of light. Uh, and then when we, had, when we saw we were naked, it was because we were actually clothed in flesh. And so I think that there's something different, or we had a different type of body and we were given a new type of body by an entity that wished to make out of what was created. Uh, And a lot of these creation stories are not about the origin of creation in the universe and the computation of everything, but rather about the physical formation of it. Even in Romans 1.20 it says that for the beginning of time they have seen my unseen qualities through that which is created, so they are without excuse for for not knowing me. And so I believe that is the most high talking about, hey, I'm in everything. This entire matrix, everything you see, when you look out, you're seeing the matrix, but you can see me in the matrix. Uh, Scientology, a little bit of Scientology, a little bit of uh, ancient aliens, a little bit of um, uh, Gnosticism, a little bit of uh, Christianity, a little bit of Judaism, a little bit of... uh, the Samaritan beliefs, a little bit of, uh, little bit of everything. And, and that's what I do. I look at clues because I'm not here to be a one, like this is not a one religion channel. This is not an inherently Christian channel. This is not an inherently uh, Hebrew roots channel. This is not an inherently, um, you know, I'm trying to, you know, save souls type channel. This is a, I'm here to help us know help us understand better so that we can find truth and we can move towards that. Because if we're to serve and worship God in truth and in spirit, then we need to understand that he has other created beings that might wish to be worshipped. And they they might be so much more powerful than us that they can land on and burn the top of a mountain. They can land on and burn the top of a mountain and wield and, and demand almost to be worshipped 
and live among the people for, for however long a time and change the destiny of a people. And of course, I believe that Yahweh was the God ascribed to Israel. But I believe other peoples all around the world had gods ascribed to them. And all of those gods, all those angels, all those sons of God, all those heavenly hosts are supposed to be serving into the plan of the one true God, the Most High El Elyon. They don't always do that. And I believe that Jesus Christ walked the earth to fulfill that plan, to actually stand against the gods, if you will, as the God-man, as the fullness of El Elyon, and say, no more. You're in check. The day of reckoning is upon you, and the day of reckoning is not for us. It's not for us lowly sinners. We are beings of light. We are pieces of God. We are in the Father, and He is in us, and Christ came to release us and ransom us from the gods. And that's what I believe. So, they call those Palladians, right? Yes, they do. So, there's a lot of different beliefs around that, too. Uh, those baby blue eyes, I'm lost in them. I know, it was kind of a cute alien, wasn't it? Uh, no offense, but I just can't get behind everything you're saying. It doesn't feel biblical. It's definitely uh, that one uh, that one CNA 1991. So, it's definitely not biblical. Let me say that. When you hear that term, it's biblical, that is a term meant to program you into the matrix of the church because the Bible, the canonized Bible we have is not the fullness of Scripture. The fullness of Scripture is all the Scriptures we have from different cultures, whether it be from the Middle East or from Asia or wherever, or from Greece. We have context clues into what we're dealing with, the pantheon of gods, the origin of creation, and who the Most High Creator really is and who Christ really was. And I believe Christ is represented in many other cultures and manifests himself to many different peoples so that his gospel would spread to the ends of the earth. And I know that's where I start to sound out there, but I really, really believe that. So, um, And I believe that not to just sell you guys a brand of... Because I don't have anything to sell you around this. I just have the books that I'm reading. I have the understanding God's given me. And I hope that you take this as something weird and wonderful and you go, hey, wait a minute. And next time you hear a church service, you go, hey, wait a minute. Is that the God? Is the God of the Old Testament the same as the God that Christ says he is in? The Father. Is that his Father? The Father of Yeshua. And I think that's very, very important. Those false gods mated with humanity. Their kids uh, have all have the vote now. Have a vote now. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got... Uh, you know, the watchers come down and they create their own races and they teach them the magics and the secrets of the heavens. And Christ didn't come to teach secrets of the heavens. He came to teach secrets of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are not the same. The kingdom of God is within. The kingdom of heaven is that physical thing that we will see coming in the end times. Every culture has their own belief about that end time, these cities coming down, hovering over their main cities. Uh, just just read any like ancient culture end times prophecy and you got some weird stuff out there that makes the new Jerusalem sound like one of many um, and so and again I'm not saying this to be blasphemous or a heretic or anything I'm just saying look into it if you're ready for more if you're not comfortable in your faith if you're if you're have questions go find the answers because God will answer them even in Enoch, he said he gave man the ability to understand wisdom. So let's, let's understand it. Let's, 
instead of just being pre-programmed pieces of computer, fleshly computers walking around with the program that the church and the state and our families and our constructs and our world has given us, we know even from the Bible, he says, be in the world but not of the world. And how many of us really are in the world but not of the world? Some of you guys are looking at me tonight going, he's definitely not in the world. And that's okay. Because I guarantee you, John the Baptist, they looked at him and thought, boy, he's not in the world. They looked at Jesus and thought, boy, he's not in the world. And we can be the same way, guys. You don't have to sound as crazy as me. But you can start to look for yourself. And what you find might be shocking. Because I think Jesus is, he's incredible. And I'm falling in love with him all over again. And I don't think he's the Messiah of the Jewish people or the Hindu people or the Christian evangelical people, or the Buddhist people. I think he is the Messiah of the planet. I think he came to ransom us from the gods of the planet, those very gods that were ascribed to protect us, to take care of us, that took advantage of us, led us into a life of flesh and sin, and that he came to reverse that. He came to reverse Herman. So I highly recommend that book, Reversing Herman, by Dr. Michael Heiser. He says it in a whole different terminology than I do, but I'm just giving you an amalgamation of my understanding and what I've been reading. Go read the story of woman in the well, woman at the well in John chapter 4. God will give you your own revelation into it if you're worshiping in spirit and in truth. And we can always get downloads from these entities. These entities can speak telepathically to us and we think it's the Holy Spirit. But if you really have the Holy Spirit, if you really have God speaking to you, That's spirit and truth. So serve the Most High. Don't serve the lower God. Serve the Most High God. And I believe He will lead you into all truth, even though it might be uncomfortable. Jesus in that picture needs chapstick. Yes, He does. He definitely needs chapstick in that picture. Most of us don't understand what a kingdom really is. Miles Monroe wrote the best book on it, Uh, Ooh, I need to read that book by Miles Monroe. Uh, Yes, Reversing Herman by Dr. Michael Heiser is a fantastic book. And again, it will help kind of put together some of what I'm talking about and help us understand the heavenly hierarchies and understand a little bit more about Yahweh. Now, Michael Heiser doesn't believe that Yahweh is different from El Elyon like I do. Um, He's a scholar. Uh, so he's way smarter than me, and I'm again. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying the clues really point to it, um, and I just I choose to pray to God the Father, God Most High, El Elyon, God Most High, so that there's no confusion in the ether as my prayer goes up and as my prayer goes within. That I'm praying in spirit and in truth and honest with God. That hey, I want clarity on this. Hey, continue to reveal stuff to me. So. Um, so let's see. I'm guessing there are a lot of baked people in this live just eating this up. Jeff, there probably are. I'm stone cold sober here. So, um, just read the word and that's, that's where I get all of this stuff. So, uh, and yes, reversing Herman Marilyn is the, uh, the actual book that I'm talking about by Dr. Michael Heiser. So, uh, let's see any other relevant questions. There's another Another person in here, just like the person earlier, asking goofy questions. So uh, you can't just keep changing your name. I still know your spirit. So 
Uh, Jeff Smith, let's see. Uh, do you have a wandering eye? There you go. As Jeff is asking this person, that's a good idea. So, um, let's see. Any other good questions in here? Uh, thinking biblical only keeps you in a box. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say here. Is like I love the Bible. I, I read the Bible. But we have to understand there were things that were left out of it, things that were left out deliberately, things that were accidentally left out, data we didn't even have at the time. Plus, even if it was included, it's someone's experience at the time. You experienced this, you might call that God Most High, but it might just be an agent of God Most High. Uh, the, burn, the given of the law. And that's, that's another thing. I released a video today talking about Yahweh on the mountain gave the law, and then you have the aboriginal God, uh, that descended on this mountain in, um, and the God was named Baime, and he descended on this mountain and gave the law after making things and creating. But again, I serve the God, and I think we should all, and I believe Christ did, and was the fullness of the God, El Elyon, the Most High. Does this all make sense to you guys? I mean, I hope that, I hope that a few on here who are still listening. We've got quite a, pe quite a few people on here still, and I'm sure when this goes out to all the other platforms, we'll get some interesting thoughts. And I hope you guys have some constructive thoughts, like maybe other people have had these thoughts. Maybe you have data that I don't that can connect the dots. Uh, June says, I got you. That's what's up, June. Thank you. You've always got, um, his name is Horace. Yeah, and so... The, these these gods were named different things in different cultures too and so you have like the same god descending on different mountains he was called Baime in the aboriginal he was called Yahweh in the Hebrew um, he was called um, uh, was it Horus in the Egyptian so I mean you have different names with these peoples that speak different languages but Christ was saying hey I don't come from that well Hey, that well, you'll get thirsty again. Hey, those laws, you'll get thirsty again. But I come to fulfill them. I come to reverse what's been done to the people of the Most High. We're all people of the Most High. We all have pieces of Him in us, and we're all returning to Him if we choose to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that does not mean that you're a Methodist or a Lutheran or a Baptist or a Hindu or an agnostic or an Astrozurian or any of these others. It doesn't, I'm not talking from a religious point of view or a biblical point of view. I'm talking from a truth, from a universal Christ, and from a love that I have for him in my heart. And I hope you guys get that. Marie, thank you for the likes. Most high indeed, Jeff says. And that's fine. Some people look at this and think that, but I promise you guys I'm totally sober. Um, I, I just, I read this all day and God downloads these ideas into my head. So that's where I get it. So, um, anyway, so, uh, I love your lives. Marie says, thank you very much. I haven't gotten as much love tonight as normal. Cause I had some weird stuff to say, but, uh, Louis Sanchez says, I hear you. Thank you, Louis. I appreciate it. So, uh, how do you spell L L E on? So it's E L E L E Y O N L L A on. And that literally translates to Most High God. And so that might have a different name in other languages. But if you look at Lord, even when it's capitalized in Hebrew, um, it is Yahweh. And that doesn't necessarily mean God Most High. 
uh, it means God of Israel, or it means the Holy One, or it means different things. And so I think the clues are all there already, that we're dealing with a God that they were serving and that was ascribed to help their people and gave them promises and gave them a law and gave them help, while I believe Christ came to reveal a different God, one that maybe had been forgotten through time, one that maybe hadn't been known since before the fall of man in the garden. And he came as the fullness of that God, of the God. Uh, yes, you're right. Got to be open-minded. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. And that's all I'm saying, guys, is just being open-minded with this stuff. And a lot of times when you go to church, you're going to hear like a pre-programmed message, even though it might be inspired, even though God is speaking through that person, all the data may not be just like me tonight. All the data may not be correct. It doesn't matter who you hear. That's why we're supposed to test every spirit. And does it just make us uncomfortable or does it set well or does it go, well, hey, I think that's right, but I'm really uncomfortable with it. So we have to understand that there's a difference between inspired and the absolute core of truth. The absolute core of truth is God Most High and was Christ. If you look at what he really said, he did not come to give a new law. He did not come to build a new church. He did not come to do all the stuff that was done in Acts and done in uh, all of the, the writings of Paul, rebuilding a new church. He came to set us free, guys. He came to set us free. Universal Christ that needs chapstick. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, this is like an old, old painting. And it's, uh, of course, it's cracked everywhere. But I still think it's beautiful. So a lot of these were painted on wood. And then they started falling apart, you know, centuries later. So uh, so weird publishers uh, wouldn't bother. But God took it around the world and made it uh, a required reading. That's the truth. Um, let's see. Have you ever watched The Chosen uh, makes you love Jesus even more? I need to watch that. I've heard very, very good things about it. Um, in many Christian colleges, uh, it's a precursor of what you're saying and understanding. Oh, very good. Interesting to know. Interesting to know. So um, anyway, you guys just start looking like you have your, even in Enoch, it says that man has the ability to understand all wisdom and so let's let's stop and try to understand it i love you guys i hope you have a beautiful night share this with someone uh, again this is for everyone any walk of faith any orientation the universal christ loves us all uh, you don't have to go into any church you don't have to go down to an altar you don't have to say any special prayer but you just have to seek truth and love and he will find you in that and i don't have to tell you his name. He was given a new name. We don't even know his name. I just speak of the historical figure of Jesus Christ. But he has a new name that's already written on your heart. And a lot of us don't even want to move towards him. I didn't want to move towards him for years because of what the church said about him and the way believers spoke of him. But I believe he is something altogether different. He revealed something deep and personal and spiritual and spirit and in truth and i believe he came to conquer and release us from the gods and reverse what happened on mount hermon with the watchers and the sin against humanity that they made by changing history and even the fall of man with the serpent i don't even think that was a serpent as in a snake i think it was a serpentine entity one of those extraterrestrial type entities that came to mess with the human race and go against the most high's plan Really enjoyed your point of view and talk. Thanks for sharing. 
Thank you, Glitter. I really appreciate it. Smiley, thank you for the great series comment. Uh, anyway, I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful night. And uh, drop me some love. Share it with a friend. You can hit up my website, cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. You can get all the books I'm talking about over there. You can make a donation to my channel, my ministry, whatever you want to call this. Uh, but I do this full time. I do this for you guys. I do this for me, and I do this for the Most High. So I love you guys. Have a beautiful night. Thank you, guys. Peace.